If you want Colts talk all year long, you're in the right place. Fires upfield into the end zone. It is caught. Jelani Woods. Touchdown. He's going to fire upfield. It's broken up. Tipped and up. intercepted by the Colts. This is the official Colts podcast, giving you an updated look at what's new with the horseshoes. Colts have it. Interception. Two seconds left. And the Colts are going to win. In the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, let's get the podcast started. Uh, let's start it rolling. We're diving right in. Welcome to the official Colts podcast here on a Thursday. You got the Thursday crew here before the Colts take on the New England Patriots and Germany flying across the Atlantic Ocean as the Colts get ready for the international series against the New England Patriots. Bill Brooks is over there. Casey Vallier. I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for joining in here on YouTube and, of course, on the official Colts podcast. We're brought to you by uh, WinBed. I should say the Colts Audio Network here on the official Colts podcast. A lot of things to smooth out here <laughs> my, my brain is all scrambled getting ready for this nine hour flight that the Colts are getting ready to embark on Bill in, in your time in the NFL what was the longest uh, flight or the longest trip you had to take like did you ever play the 49ers when you were in Buffalo out there I mean that had to have been like a four or five hour uh, flight right I'm not sure but I actually did play in Germany oh you did uh, yeah oh. I played in Germany played in Berlin uh, on 1993 with Buffalo preseason game Okay. So I uh, yeah. played Minnesota Vikings. So it was, it was fun. So that was probably the longest trip I took to uh, play a game. All right, now, can you sleep? Can you guys sleep on planes? You know, that's, a, that's an interesting question because I don't think I've been on a plane. So I'm, <laughs> you either I'm not, can or you can't. I'm not very well traveled. So, like, my longest flight was to Las Vegas. Okay. So, you know, it's a couple hours. Well, you were passed out probably well, <laughs> coming back on the way home. On the way home. Yeah. You know, yeah, yes. yeah. But, so old, I don't really think I've really tried. If that, I know okay. that sounds silly. Like I've, I, I I've can't never been to play long enough that I've needed to sleep. What about you? I, I can sleep, but not sound. You know, I can sleep. I'm still yeah. hearing things. I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm hearing things. Just not not uh, comfortable sleeping on planes. Yeah, uh, I do not do well on planes. So you know, if, <laughs> good luck tonight. You know, yeah, exactly. So if you if you guys get on CNN tomorrow and you hear about somebody that jumped out of a plane in the middle of Atlanta, that's probably me. So <laughs> well, see, make we, sure you, make sure your parachute works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'll just do a cannonball. You know? <laughs> Nothing but water below me. Here we go. Yep. Throw out the life preserver. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Call the game remotely, I suppose. Uh, we're, we're definitely getting out the passports here on this podcast, talking about Colts and Patriots. What's going on with the Patriots? You know, we'll talk about that. They are just two and seven, a very unpatriot like season here in 2023. We'll talk about that team travel. We'll talk about New England's up and down season. We're also going to give you our keys of the game two to three word uh, key <laughs> phrase uh, keys of the game but we're doing that in German all right so we're going to bust out our German thesauruses here Ooh. and see if we can talk about some X's and O's and some uh, keys of the game for the Colts coming up on Sunday but obviously we're going to lead off with four down territory the top four uh, key storylines for the Colts and Patriots going into this game. We kind of already joked about it a little bit. It's team travel, all right? So uh, if, you're, if you're not engaged on what the Colts are going through this week, uh, today is Thursday, so they practiced um, like normal yesterday, where I should say they held a walkthrough like normal yesterday. Um, they will practice like normal today. But then after that, things get all out of whack. They're going to fly to Germany tonight, taking a red eye um, across the world, um, flying nine hours to Germany tonight, landing German time tomorrow, I guess Friday, about 
noon German time, which will be about you know six, seven o'clock in the morning body time wise if you're a Colts player, and then going through a walkthrough tomorrow in Germany. Um, and then getting ready for the game like normal once they land. So that's kind of where the Colts are at right now. But, Bill, you, I didn't know about the, uh, the German uh, <laughs> preseason game in Buffalo. What, what were your biggest hurdles as a player trying to get reacclimated uh, to a different time zone all the way across the world trying to get ready for a game as a player? There's a lot of things that go into that that I think the normal people don't realize. Yeah, it's just it's different going to another country playing football yeah. game, especially with the time difference. And getting your body adjusted to their time. Um, when I did it, we did we would we went there early. We were there Monday. It was a preseason game, so we were there all week. Yeah. So we got adjusted by the end of the week. Now for these guys, I mean, you know, they're trying to keep this as normal as possible. I mean, close to it as possible as far as getting there with their practice routines and things of that nature. Uh, to me, one of the biggest things you have to be aware of is just your hydration. Make sure you stay hydrated and just eating. I mean, just going for us, it was the food was a little different. So we have to get acclimated to the food, things mm-hmm. like that, which a lot of people don't think about. But the actual practice and things that we went through was pretty much the same yeah. over there. But for the most part, it was just uh, the time change and getting adjusted to the food. And, and sleep, too. Again, yeah, for those, sleep. That, yeah, for those time that, that don't do well on the plane, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, well, you got yeah. to figure that out. Because, <laughs> listen, we did London. This is a little personal anecdote. We did London in 2016. It did not go well for Matt Taylor. Uh, again, because I do not sleep well on planes. And so when we got to London, it was time to be up all day. Body clock-wise, Matt Taylor wanted to go to sleep. And that's exactly <laughs> what he did. So basically, when it was time to be up in London, I was tired. And it was time to go to bed. I was up and I was watching anything on London TV. All right. So I got my, uh, you know. How was London the, TV? The BBC was great. I'm sure you saw a lot of shows I on BBC. I was up to date on the Queen. Let's put it that way. Now, now, but seriously, Casey, I mean, the Colts have never played a game in Germany, nor have the Patriots. Both teams are kind of embracing the same travel logistics. New England's going to leave tonight on, on Thursday night, right. taking the red eye over as well. With that in mind, does does either team have an edge when it comes to this game due to travel or anything like That's, that? I, I don't think so because I think everybody, you know, if you look at you know the travel schedules and everything, they're both doing it the same way. It was funny. I think Shane Steichen talked about it this week of like, you know, you don't really know who has the edge because you know last week you're trying to get intel from the games in Germany because ultimately those are the first times it's really happened. So you're trying to take you know intel from what the Chiefs and Dolphins did. The Dolphins left on Monday, they lost. So in that way, it looked like the Chiefs who left on Thursday they yeah. had the leg up. So this week both teams are leaving on Thursday. So Shane said, I guess if we win, we had the best plan. So it's one of those things where I don't really know if. If you can tell who really has the leg up, I think both teams, you just kind of play it by ear. You try to make it as normal as you can in a situation that's very unnormal, if you will. So yeah. it's, it's going to be weird. I, I really don't know if either team's going to have the leg up. It's whoever comes out ready to play the, you know, the best on Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, once we get to Germany, I, I think I'll be okay. But <laughs> just excited for a, a different atmosphere yeah. and yes. playing in front of you know a different fan base. I mean, they, they've certainly embraced American football over there. That's why you know this game exists. But uh, you know, Deutsche Bank Park, where the game is going to be played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just doing some some research on that. I mean, it's the the building was established in 1925. Uh, it's a wow. Bundesliga stadium. Um, I don't pretend to know soccer, but obviously that's a a very 
very big deal. Just really looking forward to, to embracing all of it and going in with an open mind. So let's talk about the game itself and the Patriots. As we said, this is second down on our four-down territory here. Down season for the Patriots, two and seven. They've lost two in a row, five of their last six. They're in last place in the AFC East. They have the worst record in the conference. Let me repeat that. The New England Patriots are dead last in the AFC right now. This is the worst start to a season under Bill Belichick since his first season in New England since 2000. Uncharted waters here, fellas. I mean, this is a Patriots team, Bill, that they've spent the better part of of 20 years contending for Super Bowls and playing in AFC championship games and routinely uh, winning the AFC East. Why are they so bad? What's going on? It's uh, we're not used to seeing that from the New England Patriots as far as being in last place, and and they're not playing well. I mean, they're if you look at some of their offensive stats, they're at the bottom of like yards yards per game, rushing yards per game, passing yards per game. They're at the bottom. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with they really don't. I would say this. Mac Jones is not playing well. Yeah. That's, just, that's the bottom line. When you have nine interceptions, 10 touchdowns, nine interceptions, that makes it very difficult. And I think they haven't really supplied him with a lot of weapons on the outside. Um, they have some guys that, that are good, but they just haven't been able to, to make plays. And also, I, I think before they had a guy that can cover up some of the warts that they had, they might have had, and that was Tom Brady. They don't have that right now. Uh, they don't have that. And also, from a defensive standpoint, usually they're pretty good at taking the ball away. Yeah, They're not that good anymore at taking the ball away. At least they haven't been thus far this year. So I think those are some of the problems that the Patriots are having right now, and that's why you're not seeing them excel. Uh, this year. Well, the, the strength of their team is defensively stopping the run. They're good in terms of yards per carry. Um, they're also a top five team, Casey, in, in red zone defense. So they don't give up a lot of explosive plays and they make you earn it once you're inside the 20 yard line. But to Bill's point, they have scored the fewest points per game and allowed the most points per game yep. of any of Bill Belichick's 29 seasons wow. as an NFL head coach. I mean, that goes back to the Cleveland days yeah. um, there when he was with the Browns. So they're on they're on the verge, Casey, unless they have a massive turnaround here the rest of the season at 2-7. and seven. Unless that happens, they're on the verge of missing the playoffs for the third time in four years since Tom Brady bolted. Yeah, there's a handful of things that I kind of – I think that all combines to where they are. Ultimately, they do have a tough schedule. I'm not at all saying that that is the reason because I think they've had a tough schedule and they have played it that way where they've really in those games where they should have taken advantage of their tougher schedule like teams like the Saints. We saw what the Saints did. Saints a good team, but they went out and got blanked got by destroyed. the Saints. 30, I think it was 36 to nothing. So it's like it's those games where when you find a game in between your Miamis, your Buffaloes, all of those who teams they're going to play multiple times a year, you have to take advantage. They didn't. You look at the guys they counted on, guys like Matthew Judon. He's been hurt. You look at probably their top receiver in Kendrick Bourne. Burn. He just got hurt. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster. He has been injury-plagued. Devontae Parker looks like he's lost a step from what he was the last handful of years. So you put all of those eggs into that basket, and now you're down to your fourth, fifth, and sixth receivers on your depth chart. Hunter Henry's a really good player, but when he is the focal point of your offense, teams can key in on him. So Hunter Henry is having an average year, but outside of that, they just don't have any dynamic weapons. They signed Ezekiel Elliott. 
He's not Ezekiel Elliott of 2018. So what you've seen out of him, and he looks you know, like he has lost a little bit of a step. Ramondre Stevenson's not averaging a, a lot of yards. He had his first yards or first game last week over 60 rushing yards. So all of that, when you look at this offense, probably before the year, you thought, yeah, they can go out and be serviceable. And it just hasn't worked. And you talked about yeah. the struggles that Mac Jones has had. You know, offensive line, all of that has kind of played into it. Defensively, they're not taking the football away. They don't have any marquee players like you're typically used to seeing. they got a couple guys that are pretty good players, like Barmore is a really good run stopper, mm-hmm. but he's not a guy who's going to jump off the stat page. Kyle Duggar can make some splash plays here and there. Um, But ultimately, they just don't have your typical Patriots blueprint. And Mm -hmm. it's one of the things that we thought, at least me personally, when you talk about what you've seen out of this team this year, it's uncharacteristically. I thought it was going to be that way when they drafted Mac Jones. I thought, okay, Tom Brady's out of the picture. It's going to be a down year as they kind of work their way back in. And we didn't see that until now. So now you're starting to see those really those those wrinkles that they have just the ball's flipping yeah, the other I'm way. I'm surprised cuz yeah. I mean Mac Jones won 10 games as right. a rookie yeah. and I think 2022 2023 combined he's won just 8 games. Right. And I know it's not all on him but to right. your point Bill he's not playing all that well right now mm-hmm. not up to that standard. Now he's had what four different offensive coordinators That's another thing in the too. last yeah. 3 years Bill O'Brien is now He's back in New England after those um, Alabama stints the last couple of years there. Obviously, I think we just kind of all agreed that the Colts going into this game, they're the better team. They're the the better team on paper. They have an advantage in this game. But, you know, Bill, I'll pose this to you first. I mean, if the Colts aspire to seriously get in the mix in the playoff hunt, I mean, this is one of those games you got to win. And I know it's challenging because – you're going across the world and you're playing them in such a different, abnormal environment. But once the game's kicked off, it's the Colts and Patriots, and the Colts have to be the better team, and they have to take advantage of, quite frankly, an inferior team, just like they did last Sunday against Carolina. Yeah, on paper, if you look at it, yes, the Colts are the better team if you look at it on paper. But to me, it's going to be who can make the best adjustments making this trip over to mm-hmm. overseas and playing in a neutral site, so to speak, playing a football game over in Germany. And a team that can make the best adjustments and can adjust to the time change and to the travel and go out there and play efficient, I think that's the team that's going to win. And as you said, it's very important. Being four and six or five and five is a big difference. This time of year, too. It's it's a big difference, yeah. And you're going in. And And the AFC is a jumbled mess. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. And you have, then you get a chance to have a bye after that. And if you're five and five, having a bye, rest up. The guys that are banged up, hopefully they can heal. That will go a long way for a team, especially for the Colts. And you're right back in it. I mean, anything can happen in the last last seven games. You just don't know what's going to happen. If you look at the Colts' remaining schedule, they got the Bucks at home, away with the Titans, away in the Bengals, home with the Steelers, away with the Falcons, home with the Raiders, and home with the Texans. Games that, if you look at, say, all okay, winnable. all right? winnable all games winnable. that you can win. So yeah. I think this game is important to piggyback off of last week's win and also to get ready and rest for the bye and then the rest of the season. And, and that's, that's a great point. The bye is so key here because you, let's say you, know, you go out and get a victory and you head into the bye at 5-5 five and five and knock on wood, hopefully you, know, you can come out of this game injury unscathed. If you look at what the roster is, 
heading into that final stretch and you get an extra week to let guys like Juju Brents and Braden Smith, you know, Braden Smith, he practiced yeah, in full. Josh you know, I Downs. guess it was a, was a walkthrough, but he practiced in full of what yesterday would have been. So even if Braden plays, giving him an additional week to continue to heal up for that final stretch, as you talk about, you look at the schedule, it, yes, it's an NFL schedule. Any given Sunday, you can have exactly. you know, things happen. Exactly. But ultimately, like... This is a this is a winnable schedule, and if you can get healthy at the right time, all these other teams have to play each other. Let right. them beat each other up. You just go out there and take care of business. And I like when you say four and six or five and five. It's it sounds, crazy what one game matters. It makes a but big it difference. Yes, it makes a big difference. I mean, I think we all will want to be five and five. You're back at five hundred. You're ready to go. And let's see what happens these last seven games. Yeah, and I know this is kind of you know piggybacking on what you had to say, but. I mean, I agree with what you said about the neutral site game. I know mm. Rick Venturi agrees as well. The fact that this game's not in Foxborough, <laughs> I know the Patriots. I know the Patriots are not. What the record is. Yeah, right. <laughs> th- that's a house of horse. Right. It really is. I mean, yeah. that that place stinks. <laughs> that place stinks. It's it's not a fun place to get to. It's not a fun place to to be a part of when the Colts are losing. The fans are pretty relentless. Colts have lost seven straight games in Foxborough. Wow. Um, the last win for the Colts there, 2006. So. Let's go Germany. Let's go schnitzel. All right. Home field advantage eating a Bavarian pretzel there. All right. Let's go to third down real quick. We talk about this every week, but the run game importance on Sunday. Jonathan Taylor led the Colts in rushing last week. He had 47 yards on 18 carries. As a team, the Colts averaged just 2.6 on the ground. Um, The last time the Colts won a game with an average like that or worse, 2018. So it doesn't happen very often, but... The Patriots do stop the run well. Um, They rank number two, as we said, in the NFL in yards per carry allowed at 3.4. They've held six of nine opponents to under four yards per carry. But I still think, fellas, it's really important for the Colts to establish the run game early. Be effective in that regard. Take some of the load off of Gardner Minshew, especially, Bill, if the Colts might be down, Josh Downs and Drew Ogletree in this game. Both guys are going to fly. Both guys are going to practice. We'll see where they're at, you know, on Friday and Saturday leading into the game. But there's a chance... The Colts might be down both of those guys. I just think that it's a, it's very important, like we say every week, that the Colts establish Jonathan Taylor. He doesn't have to run for 75 yards in the first half, right. but he needs to be good in terms of keeping the Colts on schedule down and distance-wise to take some of that pressure off of Gardner Minshew in this game. Oh, I agree. I, th- I think he, he needs to be good, not just JT, but also Zach needs to be good as well. But just run the ball to keep them off balance. I mean, just to keep them thinking that, hey, you know what? They're going to pass. Oh, no, here we go. We run the ball. Okay, they're going to run the ball. No, we pass. To keep them off balance. And I think if we can establish a run with JT and Zach and run the ball efficiently and effectively, then, of course, hopefully that can set up play-action pass, as everyone knows that. But I think running the ball for this team and not being so – for lack of a better term, pass happy, throwing the ball a lot, I think that benefits this team and this personnel that we have for the Indianapolis Colts. I think that will benefit the team as far as moving the ball down the field, keeping the opponents off the field, mm-hmm. eating up some clock, and hopefully being successful in the red zone. Do those things. I think by running the ball, you can do those things and help yourself out. I think one of the things, too, if you look at what this team has done every week heading into an opponent where they are a top five rushing defense this team has really kind of taken it in stride almost like okay here we'll show you what we can do mm-hmm. and I think last week last week was just an odd game like from an offensive standpoint there were a lot of 
you know, issues. But it was one of those things where the game was never really yeah. close. So it was almost like it was masked a little bit, almost like, okay, well, this isn't working, but our defense is playing so well, so we're just going to – so I almost chalk last week up to, like, you were ahead of the game and you just made sure you didn't turn a football over. So yeah. I almost – last week is kind of an anomaly to me. I'm not – I know you can't say that in the grand scheme of things, but ultimately I don't look at last week and That's go, how it felt, though. You're right. right. Like, That's how it felt. And I look at the way the offenses was last week and I think, okay, this week's game plan is going to be a lot different. And, and I think ultimately the run game – it starts everything. I mean, we know that. I mean, Jonathan right. Taylor, we've talked about how important he is, and we look at what Zach Moss has done still. You look at both those guys, they have to be a very important part of the offense week in and week out. And I think that's going yeah. to be the way this is approached. And I always go back to, I think it was the 2021 game when Jonathan Taylor was just a couple yards here and there against the Patriots, and then boom, he boom, busted one. Yes. And, and, yes. And ultimately, I think that's what this game is going to be like. It's you're going you're gonna to get your losses. you got to take your lumps in the run game, but you have to stick to it because you keep charging, and that's when you're going to be able to break one open, and that's yeah. what's going to separate the game, I think. Yeah, to your point, Jonathan Taylor played his season high 75% of the snaps last Sunday against the Panthers. I think he's back being the focal point yeah. of this offense, and I think – it happened the way we thought it was going to happen in terms of it It was just kind of organic. Right. It was mm-hmm. just kind of a matter of time. It wasn't forced. Um, it's not like they threw him in there coming off of PUP, you know, in, in week two following the injury, and they say, all of a sudden, here's 30 carries. Right. Like, that That would have been, you know, a little irresponsible. Right. But that's where he is right now. So I think his role is kind of organically being defined right now. All right, quickly, let's go on fourth down. you got to leave the turnovers here in the States. You know, give them, <laughs> give them, to, uh, give them to Kate. Casey, yeah, Casey can put him in a drawer. Stay in here. He can shove him in, you know, in, in some closet here in Indiana. So both the Colts and the Patriots. <laughs> shut up, Colin. I, I don't need it. I don't need that smirk behind the camera right there. He is pay no attention to that man behind the curtain here on the Wizard of Oz. Both the Colts and Patriots have 14 turnovers on the season. Bottom line, the Colts are four and zero this year when they win the turnover battle and don't have uh, any turnovers. They're zero and five, obviously. Uh, when they cough it up, but the Patriots have suffered a turnover now in six straight games. They've got 10 in that span. It's a big reason why they're having a very underwhelming season here. I mean, fellas, Casey, I'll start with you. I mean, did did last week just prove that if you take care of the football, this Colts team (laughs) on paper should be able to outlast and make more plays uh, than an inferior team? You know, I'm not saying that last week proved that. I think ultimately the Browns game proved it. You yeah. turn the ball over yeah. four times, and ultimately you should have won that football game. Yeah, so you lose like, by a point. You, you, you yeah. look there, and it's like, man, if you just if you just take care of the football, you play. Matt, you talk about this all the time. How and, I, and this is no stab at anybody, but like the game of football, sometimes it comes down to it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You take care of the football, you score points, you win the game. That's what it is. I think ultimately, when this you've seen it time in and time again, this team is four and zero when they win a turnover battle. Enough said. Like, that's the end of the sentence because that's what it is, and that is what you have to do. That's what ultimately when you look at these types of games, games where you are the better team, yep. you take care of the football, you should win the football game every week. We saw it last week. I think that's what's going to happen on Sunday. You put these teams who, you know, <laughs> New England, they, they shouldn't be in this football game. You look at all the stats, everything. When you look at it on paper, they should not be in the game. So if you take care of the football, they're going to put themselves in situations where they're going to give the football away. And that is what the Colts need to do. Just take advantage of it. Hey, Kenny Moore, if you want to go out and have a couple more picks, by all means, I'm all for it. You want to share the wealth? We'll that's take fine. it. Just defensively, take, take advantage of those instances and offensively just take care of the football. There you go.
Casey well said. said it all. He's well, well, said. He's, well said. He said it all. <laughs> well, thanks, Bill. How about that? Well said. All right. Pat myself on the back there. You know, he brought up Kenny Moore. What is your confidence level in that secondary right now? If if Juju Prince can't play on Sunday, uh, which would be his third game missed, you know, Kenny Moore is obviously playing at an incredibly high level. He's back to 2021 yeah. Kenny Moore right now, Bill. But Daryl Baker Jr., I thought, inserted back into the starting lineup on defense. I thought he played really well, pretty yeah. consistent. Yeah, I, I thought he played well last week. And I think these guys can play well against the Patriots, playing a team which, as I said earlier, they, they're having troubles completing passes themselves. They're having mm-hmm. trouble as far as creating separation from uh, the receivers from the defensive backs. And also Mac Jones. You know, he has to throw in these tight windows. If you can play tight coverage on these receivers and also put some pressure on Mac Jones, the front four, put some pressure on Mac Jones, get to him and make him throw when he's not ready and make him throw some uh, bad passes, our DBs could do just well against this team. So I think those guys have played well last week, and hopefully they they haven't lost confidence, but hopefully that gave them some more confidence going into this week and and for the rest of the season. And real quick, I mean, we have to – Jalen Jones – I mean, I got to be. He has been great. I well mean, done. Yeah. This is a guy who a late round pick. We weren't sure if he's going to make the roster. Yep. But then you watch him in camp, and he just he finds a way to to make himself a a need on this team through special teams, yeah. and then with injuries, he stepped in. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's been like he's been a Pro Bowler, right? But you haven't noticed that. This is a, a late-round rookie. I thought he has looked like he belongs, and I've been very, very impressed. He's helped by steady him. the ship. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He's helped steady well, the ship. When he's got his opportunity, he's went out there and played right. and performed. And, right and that's what you want for guys that are backups. When you have the opportunity, go out there and play and perform. And Jalen Jones has done that. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, congratulations to him. Number 40 on the roster there, Jalen Jones. All right, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun. We're closing out the show here. We are going to give you our uh, keys to the game. But we're doing that in the native tongue of German. All right. We're going to Deutschland here. I need your three to four word key to the game on the Colts beating the Patriots on Sunday, Bill Brooks. But you got to do it. You got to lay it down in German. Bill, give me your Just, keys to the game. Up, hold up. Just the three to four words, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, not the, not my, not <laughs> yeah, the yeah, everything. Whole analysis, no, 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 no. The whole analysis. No. Okay. I just want to make sure. Well, this is the sound of music. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead. All right. Mine is going to be. Stoppen Zindenlauf. Oh, uh, let me see here. I took four years of German in high school. Say it again. Stoppen Zindenlauf. Uh, I'm going to say that's be good against the run. Stop the run. Ding, 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 ding. Good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think that the Patriots are going to try to stop. It was all content. (laughs) It's It's like one of like six things, so I got a pretty good odds. (laughs) No, because I think that the Patriots have some pretty good running backs. I think Ramondre Stevens is a good running back, and I think uh, Ezekiel is a good running back. And I also think they're going to try to run the ball, (laughs) try to to make sure that – keep the ball away from us, but also – to help out Mac Jones, you know, so Mac Jones is not trying to throw the ball all over the place and uh, only throw it when they need it. But hopefully they want to try to impose their will against us and, and try to run the ball. And I think if we can stop the run and make Mac Jones one dimensional, I think, as you talked about earlier, Casey, I think you'll see the Patriots turn the ball over. Yeah. And create, we, you know, get some turnovers and you know what, we get some turnovers and hopefully we win the turnover battle. More than likely, we should win the football game. There you go. All right, A plus, A plus <laughs> for Bill. That sounded pretty good, Bill. Not German, lie. German one hundred and one, right there. Thank right. you, Whew, Casey Valier oh, and German. His keys right. to the game: Colts and Patriots. Gewinnen 
Say do um shot slot. All right. Say one more time. One more time. Evenin. Evenin. C D um shot slot slot. All right. Uh, use it in a sentence. Oh, <laughs> History of origin. No clue. Um, I'm German, gonna, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, that's not Latin for, uh, let's see here. I'm going to say that's um, uh, protect protect the ball and win in the red zone. Oh, okay. It was win the turnover battle. So that, <laughs> you're very close. You're, you're very close. I mean, like that, I said, it's one of six. That, that last word was, was very, very difficult. I really had to listen to the phonetic pronunciation of it a handful of times but i think we we've talked about it a handful of times in this podcast that the colts are four and oh when they win the turnover battle and like i mentioned earlier when you play teams like the patriots who by all accounts Mm -hmm. they're an inferior opponent just impose your will make sure that you do the things on offense where you take care of the football stay in you know you, you stay ahead of the change do all of that stuff and force them to have to make those plays and when you're forcing them to do things you're going to have those instances where they're going to be putting the ball in harm's way and I think that's what the defense is yeah. I think the defense looks at this opponent and says this is an area where we can do just like we did last week and I envision this game looking a lot like what we saw last week in Carolina maybe offensively it doesn't look as just odd as what we saw. But I think ultimately it's a game the Colts can go in, get ahead early, and they just kind of set the tone throughout. Keys zu die Spielsta. That was right there. That was Casey Valier's keys to the game. <laughs> keys zu die Spielsta. Die Spielsta. Yeah, that's, that's Rick Venturi on Sunday. Very His good. Keys zu die Spielsta. Keys of the game. <laughs> All right. Let's go. We're going to make Frau Price. Very happy here. Okay. Four years of German in high school. Let's, let's see if we can make her proud here. Mit einer Kante spielen. Spielen is play. Okay? Spielen is play in German. Mit einer Kante spielen is play with an edge. That's first and foremost because it's a wacky, weird start time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Body clock-wise, you're going to be on Eastern time in the morning. Right? This game's kicking off in the States, Eastern time at 9.30 in the morning. So you got to get your body clock right. you got to play with an edge. Make sure you're in the, you're in the right frame of mind for that weird uh, kickoff time in, German, in Germany, I should say. And the second one is Nicht Gefadren Punta. Punta is points in German. Nicht Gefadren Punta. Any guesses? Score more, more points. points. Score more. No. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick means don't or do not. Okay. Uh, or, don't, give, or, don't give up easy points. Nick Gefadren Punta means do not jeopardize points. Ah. Okay. okay. Because New England, they cannot score. So okay. for the Colts, don't jeopardize points. Don't turn the football over in the red zone. Yep. Don't make silly mistakes. Ball security against their defense. Very, very uh, important things. Get sevens, but also take threes in the first yeah. half points when they're good. there. Points, points are good, are good. Um, in this game. So, Nicht Gafadren Punta. Hundert Punta. I heard that a lot in German class. <laughs> Hundert means hundred. Hundert Punta, Franz. That means A plus, baby. <laughs> German, German was my favorite class. Really? It really was. It was an easy uh, you know, language to learn. I had a great teacher. It was just a good – I just enjoyed uh, learning about the, the language and you know, the culture. My, I took four years, as I said. My, my German name was Franz. 
Okay. And that is solely based on Saturday Night Live, the Hans and Franz <laughs> yep. skit. Pomp you up. <laughs> you know, she's like, Franz, is that, you know, do you have a German heritage? Is that like, is that like a family name? Nope. Saturday Night Live. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Going to pomp you up. I love that you guys did the German names. When I, like, I took Spanish in okay. high school and we yeah. had a kid, he wanted to be Adios. And I was like, ah, that's clever. I didn't think about that. But he, Adios is your name? It was That was what his Spanish name was all, Goodbye? Through, all through high school. Was, yeah, Adios. Oh, and I was got like, to do that, that guy, huh? we got to do better than that. <laughs> Speed guy? Jeepers. Fast? No, no. no. He, was just, he was the class clown. Oh, okay. You know? He wanted to be funny and <laughs> all, all right. that. But. Well, very good. I appreciate you guys. Well oh, yeah. done right so, there. Uh, Thanks uh, for playing along. So are we going to have any calls in German? Are Perhaps. We gonna, okay. Perhaps. Ooh. Yeah, no promises. I mean, I, I know this. I mean, My favorite German wor- word was Taschenrechner, which is calculator. Taschen- Taschenrechner. All right, so I would love to see that included yeah, how, at some yeah, point. Yeah, how are you going to include that in the I game? Yards per carry, get out my caution <laughs> record. You know? Jonathan <laughs> Taylor averaging 7.4 yards per carry on the Tashin record. You know? <laughs> we'll see. There's, where, where there's a will, there's a way. That's where that's what I've decided right there. I love it. Uh, All right, speaking of body clock, what time are you setting your alarm for Sunday? Ooh. You go on the air at 6.30. Yeah, that's going to be like a 4 o'clock, 4.30 uh, yeah. alarm clock getting right. up in the morning. Good luck to you. You probably, too. Probably taking a quick shower to kind of wake up there <laughs> and uh, get down to the studio. You there know you what go. I've noticed, and Matt can probably attest to this. Bill, you remember this back in the day when you have you have little kids. I'll set an alarm, but ultimately when I set my alarm early. Yeah, you don't need one. That's when the kids will wake me up even earlier yeah. than I need yeah. to be up. So yeah. I'm assuming that you know your your alarm clock will probably be very similar to mine. It'll just be some <laughs> screaming kid. You know, hey, Dad, it's time to eat. Or, no, come on. So that's what I'm expecting on Sunday for well, sure. Well, good yeah. luck to you, fellas. <laughs> Good luck you to too. You. Yeah. Well, hopefully you, you too. can sleep, little, Yeah, you, you know, too on the long flight, yeah, around man. Around nine thirty tonight. Just <laughs> we like Matt Taylor. Please keep him on the plane. Please I, keep him safe. I will say a prayer for you and I'm the rest of the crew that's flying over there. <laughs> Anyways, it's going to be a good trip. Cannot wait, Billy. Good luck. Good luck on the pregame show at six thirty. Casey Valier countdown to kick off at eight thirty, and then it's the Colts and Patriots nine thirty in the morning. You can see it on the NFL Network, and then locally Fox fifty nine is going to have it, and then you can listen to it, of course, here on the Bell Tire Radio Network and our flagship stations in. Indianapolis, 93.5, 107.5, the fan, and the sister station there, 97.1, Hank FM, Colts and Patriots in Germany. And we will talk to you next week on the official Colts podcast brought to you by Win Las Vegas. So long, everybody.